Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 75 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. You'll get a weekly dose of solutions and tools to help you lead a more joyful, informed, and meaningful life. Every Thursday, I release a new episode that is aimed at doing more good, and I would love to have you join me. Lately, I have been thinking a lot about being a good partner, about what kind of of partner I am and how that affects the results I get in my relationship. We all bring our baggage to our relationships. There is no escaping it. All of your history and your past experience come right along with you. You can't omit them or ignore them or pretend that they aren't there because they are there. They are inside of you forever. It's been two wavy, glorious, passionate years with my boyfriend, and I have definitely learned that my baggage is 100% a part of my relationship. If it's not something that we discuss openly, then it's something that I have experienced that has shaped me in a significant way. My experiences also make me who I am. They define me as a person and have molded me throughout my life. It's only now that I am in a relationship that I realize how I feel about me How I feel about my past experiences is resonating in my relationship. They say when you're in love, you share everything. But I did not include my baggage in this everything. For years, I thought I was covering it up, only to realize that he had seen it all along. It was me who couldn't see it. I couldn't see how my baggage was spewing all over my relationship. Until one day, I did realize it. I understood that the power of love and being close to someone allows that person to understand and share your energy, in a way that makes hiding from your baggage impossible. This has been a huge lesson for me. It's why I wanted to share this episode with you today, dear listeners, because relationships and love are beautiful experiences that we all deserve to have in abundance. I love my relationship with my boyfriend and my long-standing relationships with my friends. But I know I could do better. 
Now that I have seen the damage my baggage can do on my romantic relationship, I know for sure my baggage has impacted my friendships too. And I don't want that to be the case. I want to be better than that. I want to rise above my baggage and do the work, get past it, and be the partner and the friend that I want to be. I won't settle for less. And I know you won't settle for less either, dear listeners. Which is why today I am sharing with you the importance of self-love and why you have to love yourself before you can truly love another person. I will also discuss what happens to the energy between you and your partner as time goes on and the three poisons that we are all guilty of. So let's get started and let's start the show. Hello, you sweet angels. I must tell you that I love the Good Life Project. It has been giving me life lately, and I would be a bad friend if I did not recommend it to you. The Good Life Project podcast is so good that I have covered it multiple times on this show and will continue to do so as new episodes are released. What you need to know is that The Good Life Project is a super smart show with a nice, calm, happy host who has a plethora of inspiring guests. If you're like me and you like to listen to smart people talk about big ideas, then you will love The Good Life Project. And you will love Susan Pivers, who was interviewed on The Good Life Project, and the inspiration for this episode. Susan is a former bartender from Austin, Texas, who turned music executive, who turned Buddhist teacher, who is now a best-selling author. She has written nine best-selling books and is the founder of the largest virtual mindfulness community in the world. She's been featured on Oprah, Today, and CNN, and speaks around the world on Buddhism, meditation, relationships, and the essential practices to ensure a life well-lived. It was Susan's interview on my new favorite show, The Good Life Project, that stopped me in my tracks. Finally, someone was explaining love and relationships in a way I could actually understand and in a way I could use to teach myself and others so that more people can have better, longer, more loving relationships. Susan's most recent book, The Four Noble Truths of Love, focuses on love and relationships. She has been a Buddhist for 22 years and a wife for 20 years. And she noticed that loving kindness was there, except for when she went home and looked her husband in the eyes. All the Buddhism and compassion would go out the window, and she'd be reduced to hissy fits and petty tantrums. So 
she asked herself, why is it the hardest to love the person that you love? She wanted to be a good partner, but she was in a phase in her relationship where they were fighting about everything. She had no idea how to fix it. It was a non-specific, sustained discontentment. She was experiencing something many of us can relate to, a complete breakdown in her relationship where she needed answers from somewhere else because she wasn't finding them herself. Eventually, she did find answers. She discovered that we bring so much of ourselves to the way that we interact with other people. Susan shares this wisdom in her new book. Allow me to read a quote for you from The Four Noble Truths of Love. When it comes to love, this unkindness to self begins to mix with the relationship. As you become emotionally intertwined, the energetic space between you begins to close up. As it tightens, your ability to see your partner as separate from your own mind stream, diminishes. The closer you get, the less able you are to actually see each other. What happens at this point is that because you cannot discern who is who, you begin to treat your beloved the way you treat your own mind. The kindness or unkindness you extend toward them is a reflection of the way you treat yourself. Generosity of spirit, so powerful in the early stages of a relationship, begins to contract. This is a perfect explanation of what I have felt in my relationship. Maybe it hits home for you, too. Susan gives words to this feeling that help us understand what exactly is happening to us in our relationships. No one's relationship is perfect. Everyone has their ups and downs or their waves. Sometimes we're up. Sometimes we're down. But we all want to have good loving, long-standing relationships. That's the goal for everyone. This teaching Susan shares is a classic Buddhist teaching that gives dimension to the cliche that in order to love someone else, you have to love yourself. It means that your self-talk and the way you think of yourself could be full of gentleness and acceptance and spaciousness versus running around saying, I'm an awesome person all the time. Because you are an awesome person sometimes. Real self-love is bringing spaciousness, courage, love, and most importantly, gentleness 
to yourself. And then you can bring it to someone else. Until then, these weird, neurotic thoughts that run in our heads wreak havoc on our relationships. We have to bring real self-love in order to get to the next level in our relationship. It takes work, hard work, like all good things. But now this work will be a little bit easier because we have the tools and the wisdom of our friend, Susan Piver, who reminds us that so many of us have trouble with our own self-worth. We think to ourselves, it's okay to take ourselves down, but this other person I love, I will hold them up and I will be gentle with them. But as you get deeper into the relationship, the space between you starts to close. And the feelings that you held just for you start overlapping and affecting the other person. So you are no longer able to guard them from the negative thoughts and diminishing thoughts that you are applying to yourself. If you are torturing and demeaning yourself every day and you have a relationship where there is no space between you, then how is that not going to affect them? Newsflash, it is. For the first time, I understand why doing the work on yourself is so important to be able to love another person. For me, this motivated me to explore deeper within myself and do the work and ask the questions like so many other people have done before me. When I saw this in myself, I felt ashamed and sad that I had let my partner down. This understanding of self and space in a relationship, it's a make or break deal. Relationships end all the time because people do not have a fundamental understanding of this principle, this rule of love. There's good reason to keep revisiting the idea of how I am speaking to myself and how it is cultivating my ability to have long-standing loving relationships. This understanding makes everything about my relationship much more workable and inspiring. Just working on yourself sounds boring and unmotivating. Doing it for us, for the man I love, for my relationship, makes it more inspiring and drives me to do the work. It, it motivates me and pushes me to do better because I see better results. Just like going to the gym. It takes pain to build that muscle. You get sore. But over time, you will get stronger. Susan says that the foundation of a relationship is really easy. Good manners, be responsive, focused awareness without an agenda, truth-telling, be precise, be open, let go of things that aren't in your present. Show 
up to your relationship the way you want to see it. Be the change you want to see in your relationship. It's not impossible. This is exactly how Susan Piver fixed her marriage when it was a complete wreck. She used her wisdom and Buddhist teachings to identify this love rule, and it saved her marriage. And her husband is not Buddhist, by the way. What we know is that love is real. And you don't know when it's going to arise, and there's nothing you can do to make it be there. It is precious and difficult to understand and conceptualize. I want to make sense of it in the best way I can so that I can give more love and get more love. Who doesn't want more love? We should be experts in this considering how much we all desire it. But relationships are hard and ever-changing. The goal is just to be in it, to be present, truly present, giving your whole mind and energy to the other person completely. We know when we feel that connection, when we feel that space close between us. It's the feeling we chase when we are in love. Susan says that our relationships become a container for love. It's a structure that we create over time. Time and presence invested. And you're never done investing. There are incredible waves that happen in a relationship. The ultimate love is to ride these waves together, no matter how difficult and how distant you are from each other. You have a real partner who you are willing to be with, no matter what, through death, through changes in love levels. How many instances do you find someone who will ride the wave with you, who will tolerate discomfort and meet discomfort with you, and be your partner and lift you up and not drag you down. Loving kindness, compassion, feeling someone's pain in your own heart, sympathetic joy, which means if you're happy, I'm happy. These are the path towards a long, loving relationship. I am not a relationship expert, but this has certainly worked for me, dear listeners, and I know it will work for you too. Now, there are a few things you want to avoid. Three things Susan calls the three poisons. This is another classical Buddhist teaching of things we all do to throw roadblocks in our own way. We each have our poison of choice. These are three reactions we have to things that upset us. Instead of being open to them, we 
react in one of these three ways. Number one is passion or grasping. It's the I must have it or I'll die. Getting super attached to particular outcomes or the prevention of potential outcomes. It's an intensity of grasping in the moment, searching for proof that you're either going to love me or going to leave me. Number two is aggression. Meeting the things that could hurt you with a sense of, I'm going to destroy that. I'm going to move against it. We all do this, but for some people, this is their default response. Number three is ignorance or numbness. This is the most insidious of the three. The poison of just shutting down, turning off, turning away. Being avoidant, this is the one that I do, like I am a professional at this. We all do all three things. In order to work with them, first, notice when you are using them and when they are being used against you. These poisons are all common reactions to fear. We aren't looking for love. What we're looking for is safety and comfort. But love is not safe. There's no way to make it safe. The more you try to make it safe, the more it starts to look like a transaction. We think, if only it were comfortable. If only we made this amount of money, or you quit doing this thing, or we lived in this house, then we would be fine. Thinking that when you solve those problems, things will finally be good. A relationship is alive. It will never stabilize and hold. It will never be perfect and hold. Susan says that the discomfort is not the problem. Thinking that it should be comfortable is. In order for a relationship to grow and be healthy, each individual has to grow. But each person will grow at different times and in different ways. It's up to us to be ready for this growth and be open to the changes in our lives and our love. It's about building relationships that last and making the world a more loving place so we can all do more good for more people. You sweet, sweet angel. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing your precious time with me and learning and growing along with me. Now, you know why it is so important to love yourself so that you can be the partner you want to be. Now, you know what happens to the space between you and why loving yourself is paramount. And now you know about the three poisons and how to spot them. Many, many thanks to Susan Pivers and The Good Life Project for inspiring this episode. 
For all the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates from me, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.